Hey friends, this is Allie Simmons and Maggie Law, and we are hosts of the Happy Mom Podcast. We are relatable, joyful, and real working moms. This podcast was created because we wanted a sunny spot to uplift and support each other. It's just like a phone call with your best friend that you haven't caught up with in a few months. Join us as we discuss momming, wifing, parenting, working, and everything in between with a smile on our face and a cup of coffee in our hands. So let's get into it and find our happy. Hey guys, hope y'all had a good week. It's Allie and Maggie, and we are back again with another episode of the Happy Mom Podcast. Today, we are super excited. So normally a lot of the people we've interviewed, we we know, but we're starting to reach out and this is our first big like Insta celebrity here. Um, so we, we're, we're so excited. We have Lisa Wolf with us today. If you guys don't follow her, y'all need to. Um, her her Insta handle is, is hairgasm, but you're amazing. And I'm literally reading because I'm, I'm like baffled by all the things. So you are a <laughs> pediatric cancer mama, mm-hmm. a beauty stylist about to open her own salon. Um, you've founded your own nonprofit, you do home design, you, you are all of the things. And not only that, you're in Chicago right now, taking a minute while your kids are swimming to be with us. So I, I'm so thankful that you're here. Like I was saying to you, there's so many things I want to pick your brain about, but um, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm so excited and I'm always honored that people are interested in our life. I, you know, I think I, I'm happy that I can share early story and then a happy, a happy ending. So I'm just always grateful to share her story with everyone. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And I think, you know, Maggie and I have both been through interesting things in our lives too. And I think the older you get, the more you experience, the more you want to reach out. And when you see people have been through similar things, you just find this camaraderie and, and peace with it, you know, and sometimes that's the beautiful thing about this whole social media thing is we have that, that outlet to be able to connect. So I think it's awesome. I mean, Maggie, what do you think? Do you want to go ahead and just have you kind of sure. jump in, Lisa, and tell us all about you, and then you can kind of tie into Arlie and why you guys are in Chicago, all this cool stuff. Okay. Well, my name is Lisa. I am a mama of two beautiful girls. I love saying I'm a girl mom. It's just crazy. It's like it's just a dream. I love Not it. much longer, uh, Allie. Uh, it's true. <laughs> Wait. So I have three girls and then we're oh. having a little boy in January. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Yay. I was like, what am I missing? Cause I can't see. Really. She's so. dipping out of the girl mom club. She, she's adding a boy to the collection. Well, um, Hey, I hear boys love their mamas. So congratulations yeah. on that. Um, I've done hair for almost 15 years and um, I've owned my own studio for um, four years this month, I actually wow. opened my still own salon two weeks after my daughter's six month hospital stay mm. for, her, for her bone marrow transplant. That was, that was a journey. Um, and then my uh, nonprofit, I also started this same month, four years ago. Um, I felt a sense of urgency to start this nonprofit because when I needed hope, I needed to redirect all of the weird energy I felt deep within me. And just to create a community in the pediatric cancer world, because it's a very lonely world and it's very small. Um, So those are the things that I do. And I do love home design, but also my home reflects our, our life now, the rainbow house is what I call it. So yeah, those are the things that I love to do. Mama first though, always. Oh, and I'm a wife. I have a husband somewhere. (laughs) Well, you know. They're there. Somewhere. And y'all, uh, we we are doing this on Zoom and um, Lisa is beautiful. She's got this beautiful oh Zara top on, just like stunning. Well, I didn't know if I was going to be seen. Stunning so in real life. 
Um, Lisa, tell us about Arlie. And I think Allie kind of hit the nail on the head. I think when we go through hard things, you know, you get to a point where you want to talk about it. You want to share your story because, you know, even though it's hard, it's going to encourage others. It's going to inspire others. And so tell us about, um, tell us about Arlie. Arlie, um, is my first child. She is eight now. Um, we've been through a lot together. It was my first go around of motherhood, which is a weird, um, Mm -hmm. my definition of motherhood is very different from, I know many, um, she was diagnosed with leukemia when she was two, um, the month before she turned two. Um, standard risk. She got in remission. Um, when is they ALL, what kind A-L-L. of, okay. So the good leukemia, that's what they say. Quote, good. How um, did you know that she was sick? Like what were the symptoms? I'm just curious. Weird symptoms and always listen to your mama gut. I kept taking her and saying, Hey, something is not right with her. She's really tired. That's all I had. And they were like, they tested her for strep and flu in, um, May. And I was like, Oh, there's no signs of sickness. They're right. like, you know, runny nose. I was so confused. She had a low grade fever. It was like 99. Mm-hmm. Um, it, her lethargic personality kept getting worse and worse for like three weeks. It was like very quickly getting worse to where she was sleeping like all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I woke up one morning and she started uh, vomiting blood and little did her platelets mm-hmm. below. Cause I didn't do any lab work. Oh my gosh, I got chills. You know, just a little lab work goes a long way, guys. I know no one wants to see their baby get poked, but that could have just helped us just yeah. speed along things. Yeah. So, um, went to Vanderbilt. Little did I know we'd be there for a month and a half. Um, she got diagnosed seven days after um, that episode. Um, and then, you know, she got in remission after 28 days. And we got into maintenance phase, which is a really big deal. Um, and, but then she actually relapsed in maintenance phase a year into treatment. Leukemia treatment is two and a half years long. It's very long. Um, so it was, we were blindsided. There were no symptoms when she relapsed. Mm. They're getting traditional, her standard uh, chemo once a month chemo. Um, and it was already in her blood and everything. The first time it wasn't in her blood yet. It was still so deeply in her bone marrow. We had to go into the bone marrow to see it. So completely thrown off. Um, and then, um, because she relapsed while we were still in treatment, they were like, this is the cure is a bone marrow transplant. We still have to get her in remission first, which that wasn't working. So Arlie was the second or third child at Vanderbilt to do a trial study chemo, um, which I can't say enough about how cool science is and how scary it was to take that risk. But also I, they kept giving me stats and her percentage of survival. And I was like, I, I was begging for this trial drug, like begging. So uh, my perspective on that kind of stuff too, is very different when you're begging for a trial drug, you know, keep your kid here. Just, I don't know. So we're grateful. It got her remission. Um, she got her bone marrow transplant in 2018. It was absolutely horrible. I could, I mean, that is where my trauma sits is in that bone marrow transplant, that six month hospital stay. Um, I feared death daily for her. It was the weirdest thing to just be so Mm -hmm. close to that word. Just, Mm -hmm. it was weird how, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that. It's just a weird place to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But the bone marrow transplant was successful, maybe too successful at times. It was very aggressive. during a bone marrow transplant, they want um, a 10 out of 10 match and we have a 12 match. So she's in studies for that to see if there's a significant difference in these numbers to see 
the success of a bone marrow transplant. Who, um, who was the bone marrow transplant donor? Was it you or your husband? It was a stranger. Okay. So um, through Be The Match, um, we also advocate aggressively would Be The Match to get people to swab their mouth. That's all you have to do. So a stranger swabbed his mouth and signed up. All we knew was a male and that he was 23 years old. We didn't know where he was from or anything. Um, so, and you can't meet your donor until a year out because that's how hard transplants are. It is just that first year you are focused on surviving. So we got to meet our donor in 2019. Um, he came here to Nashville. His oh, name wow. Ryan. Um, he, I can't even explain how that felt to meet the person that say, I don't even think he understands. Like you saved my kid's life. You are our last resort. So we have a very close relationship with him. Um, we are actually in Chicago for his wedding, or at least the flower girl in his wedding tomorrow. Oh my that gosh, amazing. That's I know. <laughs> I, know. I, uh, I got my liquid eyeliner on right now. Cause I'm yeah. already misty eyed. If I even think about oh, the yeah. Look, I mean, flower petals see, drop. Like tears coming down my face. It it's just, I mean, I'm obsessed with him. They look alike. I'll cool. share photos with you guys after this. If you want some, oh, they yeah. are so cute together. They're obsessed with each other. It's the weirdest relationship I've ever seen that for a child and an adult and they're strangers to connect. Like they, I just can't explain it. Like we are just so lucky. So, um, I, um, we're grateful for him. And so we're here to celebrate him and his awesome wife, Elizabeth. Um, and you know, I know that our story could be completely different in every way. And that's why I feel like I have this sense of urgency, um, because Arlie survived this, the, the nonprofit part is like, I'm here. I see you kept Arlie here for us to enjoy hopefully forever, you know, like, and I just feel like it's a way I pay it forward and just thank God, the universe, just that she's here. So I know we're just lucky. So I, cause be the match. I've heard a little bit. I feel like I feel like we need to make that more of a thing. You know what I mean? I feel like people don't know about it or people might be, might be scared. So like, do you know about Brian's process, what he had to do? I mean, is it obviously Arlie is a lot harder, what she has to experience. So it's actually very simple. Um, Bone marrow transplants are considered an organ donation, which is so cool, you know, but also, you know, some of your organs, you have to pass to donate them, you right. know, you get to right. like, be alive and hopefully witness someone survive and be, have a relationship, you know? So your bone marrow, um, looks like a big bag of blood and it takes about six hours for them to extract it from your bone marrow, from the hip. Usually sometimes they can use a machine and take it from the arm. Um, our donor said it did not hurt him. He was a little sore in his hip. Um, and a little tired, but that was it. Um, they say it can be a little painful, like just you're sore, but that's it. And, um, and, and you get to go home that day. And, um, the, the bag of marrow is shipped immediately. Um, just like any other organ organ within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and like, like you just swab your mouth and you are put into the registry on be the match and who knows, you might not ever get a call, but, if that's all you have to do, you know, it's like very, it's not very invasive compared yeah. to some no, organs. Like, like giving like a lung or a kidney or something. Yeah. Yeah. It is not even comparable, but you're still saving a life. So we, um, our campaign launches uh, Monday would be the match. Okay. So living for everything is my nonprofit be the match. And we are collaborating. We are joining forces. 
Um, and we are focusing, I'm kind of pivoting my nonprofit and I'm really putting my energy into the caregivers because mm-hmm. that's, I'm putting the things that I needed to survive right. mentally, lots of emotional and mental support. We're going to be adding. So, um, that launches Monday and, um, it's going to be six weeks and then we're going to have a concert would be the match in the Gulch in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we've got a cool band. I'm not going to say yet. We have a very big surprise. Very big would be the match. If you could just imagine what could happen there is going to happen. And um, we're trying to get a tissue company to sponsor us just because there could be some, we all might be crying together. So that's all I'm going to say. That will be August 1st in Nashville. So we've got big things ahead starting Monday. Well, if you need, and I don't know how, but the stuff that you need, it may be Maggie, I, and our friend, Dr. Brittany can do like a dental thing or some sort of, I don't know if we can add anything or give something just to bring a little bit of a smile to anybody's face Um, or their teeth. Right. Uh, Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. So yeah. Um, Lisa, I have a question. So what would be, if you, if God forbid, we have a friend that child gets diagnosed with childhood cancer, um, what would be the best way to support them? Oh, this is, you know, thank goodness for therapy. I've been in heavy therapy the last year and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. finally starting the trauma healing. I didn't know what I needed. I was in such shock for months. I was in denial and then shock and then just fight or flight survival mode that I didn't even know how to ask for help. The basic things. Okay. You don't have to go above and beyond when it comes to showing up for someone that's child just got diagnosed getting their house cleaned, Mm. like making sure their pets are taken care of, making sure they have food for months, like months. Okay. Like a meal train, um, a clothes service, getting their clothes washed and folded. If they're in the hospital, that is clutch. Like we were in the hospital a long time. So the, we had people paid for us to get our clothes washed and folded and it was awesome. So we had, um, someone we still don't know paid, for um, eight weeks, breakfast, lunch, and dinner through Vibe Chefs. It was these caterer. We had the healthiest meals we've ever eaten. <laughs> wow. Hospital. And my clothes were washed. And that's really all we needed. Yeah. I mean, when you're in the hospital, right. not much. And so, um, and emotional support, get on their level of emotion, fill their anger. If they're angry, let them be angry. Don't try and fix it. Don't use, what is it? toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Don't say I'm praying for you. Cause that shuts the conversation down. I, I got that a lot where they were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like actually getting in that emotion with them, they, it, that kind of shuts it down. They're like, okay, that's it. So feel their feel with them. Say, I am so angry with you. I am mad. I can't, I, this isn't fair. Like just yeah. the words of affirmation are a little different when you're going through something so traumatic. So fill with them or try and fill with them. That's great advice. I think too, a lot of times people say stuff again, you know, just going at this point, we've all been through something obviously not what you have, but I feel like sometimes people almost want to shut it down too, because the thought of them having to go through, it scares them so much. You know what I mean? It's uncomfortable emotions that a lot of adults don't know how to go through. Um, and it's very challenging to like do like get uncomfortable. So if you don't mind me asking, like how, how did it affect your relationship with your husband? Cause I feel like that's something that like makes or breaks people too. I mean, that's oh, 
it was, I mean, well, the weird thing is we were an awesome team, but we didn't realize we were an awesome team until we were in a hospital for six months. One, your love language changes. I'm just going to be real. You ain't doing it in the hospital room. Okay. I'm sleeping on a twin bed with my toddler. He's on the couch. There's a nurse in your room every 45 minutes. Cause the pole is beeping. Like, so our love language had to change, Yeah, you know, just, I was helping Arlie and he helped me. Um, we didn't have many words. We were just speechless. Honestly, we went on a date every Sunday night. My mom would come and sit in the hospital room, which was really hard, but we did it every Sunday. We'd walk down. There was just a couple restaurants around the hospital. We'd go, we'd eat. We would talk then we would cry. We would hold hands, you know, just these simple things. Um, but just making sure we're fed once again, we're fed. Do you need anything like hugging each other daily? You know, cause once again, you're just not thinking about each other. It is not about you guys. Yeah. Um, so just changing those love language, but also I think that's part of growth. And when the longer you're together, your love languages are going to change, yeah, you know, sure. whatever season. Um, so ours, I would say was acts of service in the hospital. And we had to relearn physical touch when we got out of the hospital. We were still just going through the motions and we were like, we got to live a little. We got to go on dates and kiss and I don't know. So Almost we like you can, yeah, like you can allow yourself to do those things again. Yeah, have fun. Like yeah. it was um, so we are great. We are, are better than we've ever been. And we are honestly, we will say it. We are both so proud of each other for just getting through that and having such a healthy relationship and yeah, I'm very lucky to have him. He's awesome. Um, tell us about Arlie's make a wish trip. Oh my goodness. So that I'm going to try not to cry because that was the point where, you know, we lived in a bubble for mm-hmm. like years when your child is compromised. That's what you- I was going to say. Cause of like the odd, the, with, cause with a bone marrow transplant, they completely wipe out your immune system. So she, every cell in so your she body. probably had to get like revaccinated on all her childhood vaccines. Oh, yeah, but that was delayed too, just because she was on immunosuppressant so long because yeah. she had so many complications that her body wasn't going to absorb a vaccine properly. Gotcha. So that was even delayed. So we were truly in a bubble. Um, and that was very isolating. So the whole COVID thing, we were pros at quarantine, but also we, our perspective, we had our whole house. We had a yard to go roll around in. We were living our best lives. That was, but anyways, the make-a-wish trip was our pivoting moment. That was like getting on a plane. We were like, who are, it was scary. I was, we were all masked. Okay. But we were also hearing about COVID on that trip, by the way. And Mm -hmm. The way that Make-A-Wish rolled that red carpet out for us in Arlie, in Hawaii, when we went to Hawaii, you yeah, wanted so, to the dolphins. Okay. I was curious. Cause what did they, I mean, I picture like they come and they make a big deal. Like, how did you guys find out that you got your wish? They threw her a party. Um, they threw her a luau, um, at their office and it was awesome. Um, and we, it was just, I, I honestly didn't absorb it all if I'm being honest. Cause I, once again, we hadn't done anything for so long. I needed to see it to believe it. And literally the moment we got on the plane, they announced that they had a wish kid on the plane and everyone clapped for us. And then we got off the plane and everyone cheered for Arlie and like said, they hope she has the best make a wish trip. And then we got to leave first. It was crazy. I just can't. Yeah. And then they put this button on that says I'm a wish kid. And 
literally everywhere you we were, we were at the Alani Resorts, the Disney Resort. They just she got to go first with everything. They just went above and beyond. Everything was paid for. We swam with dolphins. She got to see Moana. That's her girl. Um, mm-hmm. and that was at the time. And so I just being in Hawaii felt like I, that's when I had my first bout of hope of like, okay, like we are here in this beautiful place. I'm taking in fresh air. I'm getting sunshine. I hadn't had that in a long time. It's crazy. Um, and I just had hope for the first time. I just cried a lot seeing the waves, how big they were. Mm-hmm. I would just sob. It was healing for me. It was weird. Derek yeah. would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, these waves are making me emotional. I just, it was something to witness. So that was our first time we had felt that hope and freedom just to be free. And then COVID happened two months later. Right. Um, but just but, to see, and see your baby smile, you know, oh, like after so much like tears and getting poked and tests and baby. stuff, just to let them be a kid, you know, that like something we, is yeah, so triggering for me still. Like yeah. the amount of tears and crying I heard from her, it was just refreshing just to see her smile. And she was still really weak, mm-hmm. but she like pushed through and had the best time. Like I was just so proud of her. Um, and we made relationships with other wish kids there. Um, cool. and so, yeah, it was just, it was great. We cried together. We shared our story. So, um, make a wish is another awesome organization. We should all donate to because make a wish was founded on, um, terminally ill children that were passing. The first child was a leukemia patient. The first two kids were, um, and so when you, when your child becomes a, a wish kid, I mean, it's a serious thing. Once again, it's a very sad thing if your kid gets to become a wish kid, but also it's very um, humbling and rewarding all at the same time. So we love Make-A-Wish. We try and show up for them as much as we can as well. So the decision, because obviously Arlie has a sibling. Well, Ida's a quarantine baby. So um, no, I, if you can ask anyone, I was not having any more kids. The, sure. the fear to have another sick kid, you know, relapse, even though leukemia is not a genetic thing, usually I was just not, I could not even imagine. So, um, no, there was no baby in the future, but that quarantine, I, I feel like it truly saved me. Mm-hmm. Like in the weirdest ways I started therapy then. Cause I realized that I was in avoidance for a long time. I overworked. I started a nonprofit. I started my salon. I was avoiding every part of me that was with my trauma. So I, had to face my, look myself in the mirror and be like, you need a lot of help, Lisa, (laughs) we got to do this. And, um, I got pregnant during the quarantine. Um, and it was awesome just to have that time, um, to, uh, vomit in my own home and not have to worry about going anywhere. Um, but Ida, my second, she's, um, she's gives me hope too. And she's giving me, um, parts of motherhood that I um, didn't experience, which is also a weird grieving thing I'm going sure. through right now. Um, she's close to the age that Arlie was when she got diagnosed. Yeah. So my, it's like my body's like prepared that I'm about to experience a lot that I didn't get with Arlie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited and I'm sad. Mm-hmm. So once again, just constantly working through grief that may not ever go away. I think we view grief as like someone passing and there's all forms of grief and learning to have the tools to kind of get through it. So Ida's just a I don't know. She's awesome. I love, and I love that they have sisters and their names are great. You're, you're good at naming too. It's hard. Well, I have a Vivian and a Violet. So believe me, like my kids came out with like sweater vests on. Yes. I love it. Love it. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So it must be great to see them. Now what's Arlie's follow-up right now? Like how often do you guys have to go back? Um, every six months right now, okay. um, which is really, really good. Cause it was yeah. every month for like years. And then it went from literally every month to abruptly every six months, um, during COVID because mm -hmm. the risk of coming in, you know, mm -hmm. um, she's doing great. This is her first real um, year of school with like no mask and trusting the process, um, she did no school. She did virtual kindergarten. And then last year was like, you know, half and half. Mm -hmm. So she's doing great. She's thriving. Um, you know, we know we have long-term things that we'll deal with forever, but right now, um, she's doing great. Yeah. I can tell you like what at, at work, obviously we have kids that have been, you know, at, with ALL and all kinds of stuff. And it's so funny because I'll, I'll talk to the moms and they'll share a lot about like feelings and stories and, and the kids are just like, they're so happy. They just bounce around. It's like nothing ever happened. Like they're just are resilient. You know, yes. They're amazing. And it's just such a cool, hopeful thing to watch that it would, to them, it was just like, Oh, a little bump in the road and like, okay, what are we going to do this tonight? I want to go check your cheese. And you know, it's the parents example how we should be living our lives. They don't hold grudges. Right. They see the best in everything. Like we should truly be living like our children or we should be learning lessons daily. Yes. A humbling thing to have children. I know. Lisa, let's, um, let's switch gears for a second. Allie and I are both a little bit of like beauty junkies. I uh, love products. Yeah. I love hair. I love makeup. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about, um, about beauty styling. What are you most passionate about, um, in that, in that realm of Lisa's many talents? Um, well, my studio is called the greenhouse collection. So green as uh, that comes from, it's my favorite color, but also I kind of switched to clean beauty things. Um, I don't take it literal, you know, everything in moderation. I, um, but I do love clean beauty when I can. And so that's what I try and source and what I uh, sell to my clients, um, sustainable, eco-friendly, um, all, I'm getting certified right now to recycle all my foils, all my used color that I'd be dumping in a sink and it's going to be shipped and it will create um, natural energy. So that's, that is my first passion with my beauty stuff. Um, I love makeup, but hair is my thing. I do <laughs> lots of blonde, lots of blonde. That's, I'm a brunette that does only blondes pretty much. So I love it. Um, it's my passion. Oh, don't, don't you just love like a blonde, like a blonde that's got like that perfect amount of like brightness to it. And it's like, it looks like they live in California. It looks, oh, well, yeah. it looks like three, like a little three-year-old girl's blonde hair. That's got all this oh. like, oh. mm -hmm. okay. So tell us your favorite, your, your favorite products and selfishly your favorite blonde clean products. Okay. Okay. Well, that's tricky. So my favorite product. So my favorite, um, go to, Shampoo and conditioner is called Numa. It's organic. It smells great. It's clean. That's a, that's the difference though. Clean beauty's gonna smell different. It's gonna have cleaner fragrances, so it's gonna smell more like essential oils. I've used that for five years and I love it. Um, and then um, for blinds, you know, we we have to use science to get you blind. So I say it takes science to maintain it. I love K18 and Olaplex for these blinds. It is work. Write it is it down, Allie. Hey, you know, okay. at least a mask once, a, like once every other week, you know, like it is. I'm so bad. I've never masked. Is that being a blonde is a commitment and okay. it's, it is more important what you do at home versus, you know, daily, you know, versus what I do every. Okay. So like weeks. dental hygiene, we need to take our own advice. Okay. So when you mask, do you, how are you, how are you recommending masking? Like should everybody sleep in it or just an hour or two? 
No, I would say just an hour. I'm, I'm also about scalp. Um, health is really important. Circulation on your scalp is really good. One um, for the lymphatic system, which is really great, but also we use a lot of dry shampoos and buildups and irritation. And so I love doing scalp treatments as well, especially in the winter time. That's one of my favorite things. Um, uh, lots of oils, which people don't like putting oil on their scalp. So it's hit or miss if people will do that, but I put straight oil on my scalp. I massage it. I do a head massage. I let that sit as well. Um, so I, I love spa like things, you know, mom mm -hmm. life. It's that thing in the shower that, that one, that mask that lets me be in there for 10 extra minutes, you know? So, um, I would say new is my favorite hairline. It has been, I love all products. I don't discriminate, but me personally, I use that the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't have to worry about my kids using it either. Um, beauty wise. Yeah. I like, uh, makeup. I love everything. I love it's called PYT Pite. I think clean. It's a beauty line. Um, I'm obsessed with their lipsticks. I love lipstick. If I had to choose anything that I would always wear it would be lipstick. So, um, I have an online shop. I'll be, my studio opens in two weeks. So I'll have tons of makeup and just fun beauty finds. Um, I sell these things called babe boxes. And so you can curate awesome gift boxes for people. Um, and they're really pretty. And then there's a still Magnolia's quote at the bottom, um, mm -hmm. when you open it. And so that's kind of why I'm really into gift giving, but it's all like beauty stuff. So that's fun. Cause it does a little bit of everything that you love. I'll send you guys a little surprise. How about that? Ah, and then I want to post it. I know. And okay. So one more selfish question. Okay. Dry shampoo. Okay. What's your favorite? And I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Cause I feel like we talk so much about these things. And I'm like, I hope I'm doing this how I'm supposed to be doing it. Well, dry this. shampoo is great. I mean, it's a lifesaver. Let me actually, I have one right here. It's my favorite dry shampoo, but I always forget the name of it. But also they're always sold out. So I never share about it. Oh, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, but then when you find it, you feel like you like struck gold. It's like the little things. Watch me forget. I probably forgot it at home. I'm trying to see. Um, it's awesome. Here it is. So I love it because one, it's a cleaner um, dry shampoo. It's called M Shell M um, C H E L Hair Care. It's the day after brush. This lasts for eight months. This thing does, and it's kind of messy, but it exfoliates. So you put it on the scalp and you just exfoliate it in, and you just brush it in. It smells really good, but it's a powder. It's a little messy right now. Um, this is my favorite dry shampoo. Once again, I, the, the alcohol and dry shampoo irritates my scalp. Mm -hmm. And so, um, this one has helped a lot and it gives you some fluff to it. Um, but like I said, this lasts eight months. See, I like that cause it's not a spray. So I know y'all obviously you can't see her, but pretty much she unscrewed it and almost like massaged it in circular motions, like yes. right into her scalp. And it almost gave you a little volume. I mean, you, your hair is so shiny, but it is so awesome. So, um, this is my favorite dry shampoo. I, I would love to offer it in my studio, but it's always sold out. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Go find it. I love a challenge. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, okay. So your new salon's opening. So are you going to kind of, are you going to close the old one or is this a second location? Well, I I'm technically closed right now okay. um, because it's crunch time and um, getting everything together. So yeah, two weeks I'll be like setting up and de decorating. I would love to say I'm going to open sooner, but I'm trying to be realistic. Huh. Um, yes. I'm building my dream studio in my backyard in Hillsborough village, which is a really fun, trendy neighborhood in Nashville. It's all walkable. I probably wouldn't have done this if it weren't for where I lived, but the rent in Nashville skyrocketed. 
And I just was like, I'm just going to see what it would be if I built a studio mm-hmm. and it is astronomically cheaper for me to have my dream studio. My old studio is 120 square feet and my new one's going to be 600. Wow. It's going to have 20 foot vaulted ceilings. It's huge. I'm going to be able to host my nonprofit events there because it's close to Vanderbilt. That's why. So I'll have my caregivers here. We'll do intimate little um, gatherings. I will, I do photography for the nonprofit so I can do my, my photo shoots here. Um, And it's going to offer other creatives to use my space. Um, I'll send you photos. It's going to be really fun. Pink floors. Um, oh, disco ball. Me and Brittany would die. I cannot wait to see these pink floors. Brittany, would oh, die. my disco ball. It's like 40 inches. It is massive. It, Where do you buy a 40 inch disco ball? Like you that? don't, you get it custom made. Cause I, even my architect drew in my disco ball in the plan. So I was like, I have to. And because my ceilings are so big that like it needed a big disco ball. So that thing will be spinning while we do hair and we will just be having all the fun. I just don't take myself too serious. My branding reflects that in every way, just all the color. We cannot take ourselves too serious. So two weeks after that, and we're going to party. Yeah. Right now we've been doing some house calls because it's just construction. You can't depend on an expiration date or a start date right now. So I'm ready. It is time. It's time. So, well, Maggie and I have got, we have got to go to Nashville. We have like so many friends and and guests that have been on. And so we, we just, we got to do it. And we love a little gathering in my studio. I know. Podcast, you know, so it's going to be good. Well, oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. I hope we got a chance. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on while we have this platform? I mean, tell everybody your like Instagram handles and how they can find and follow you. Okay. Well, you can find me in three different ways. It depends on what you'd like to know about me. You can find my nonprofit, which is living for everything. Um, and that's where you're going to see all of our nonprofit events, how you can help. We're adding sustainable giving, which is a monthly subscription, which we love, you know, $5 a month that could help us hugely. Um, it be all things. Beauty is the greenhouse collection. And then my personal one is hairgasm, which I've had that handle since the day Instagram started and I can't change it now. So it's a wild name, but that is my personal one where I just share, you know, Arlie's journey and just my life, you know, just the everyday things. And I try and keep that balance on there of it being, um, pretty photos, but also real. I don't want anyone to ever perceive that my life is something that it's not. So I try and make sure it's a very balanced thing on there. So I love that. I think we all need to do that. We need, yeah, we need to show people that we're real humans, you know? Absolutely. I know I was, we, we did kindergarten drop off today and I held it, I held it together, but yeah, I was like scrolling through online and like sometimes, and these moms are great that do it. Don't get me wrong, but like the, the balloons and the, all this like first day of kindergarten stuff and a little bit of you's like, oh gosh, did I drop the ball? Because I didn't do that. And then you're like, no, I am a busy working mom and we made you French toast and you're going to do great and have a great day. Yeah. It, it's hard when you're in the moment, you're not thinking, yeah, that's the thing. I've tried to be really present these days, especially on social media. Like instead of feeling like I'm here right now with my donor, Arlie's donor for his wedding, I probably won't post till next week. Cause I'm like, I need to be in the moment, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and just, these are really special things and they're sacred. Things feel more sacred for me now that we're on the other side of the cancer world. So 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story and Thank being here. I hope y'all have the best time. Again, please let us know. I want to share. I definitely, I want to, you know, do my cheek swab and join this. And I really encourage everybody listening to, to do it too. And just because you do it doesn't mean you're signed up to have to be a donor, but just, you know, in the registry. And so my goal from now until October 1st or longer, maybe the rest of the year is to get 400 people signed up would be the match. It's my personal goal. I'm up to 50 right now. 51. Awesome. Hey, make sure you tag me and be the match so they know. Okay, perfect. So thanks for having me guys. I'm honored and I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, we'll let you know when it comes. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Bye. 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 Nice to meet you. Bye. You too.